Hello and welcome to The Green Machine. I'm Dave, your host, joined by Martin, and we're here to talk about the Euro 2025 Honor 21's qualifier draw. I think I got that right. Yeah, did. About, yeah, I did, didn't I? It took me about four goes to get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so basically, the draws had just happened. We are hot off the press. Well, I am in my sexy robe. You can't see it because it's not on video. <laughs> and, um, well... Let's just talk about the draw. The draw has just happened over in France somewhere. It's always in bloody France. And uh, Ireland's second seeds after the exploits of the last group. They are in group. (laughs) Not in France. Where was it then? Neon, Switzerland, the home of UEFA. (laughs) Oh, it might as well be bloody France. Anyway, fake France. So, group A, Italy. Ireland, Norway, Turkey, Latvia, and San Marino. Um, the qualifiers will take place between March 2023 and October 2024, and any playoffs will be in November 2024. How does one get a ticket? How does one qualify for this? Very simple. Uh, you need to finish in the top two, pretty much. Uh, nine group winners will go through automatically, plus the three best runners up. Now, results... In calculating this will not count against those that finish in sixth, i.e. San Marino. And then basically the last three, uh, six runners up, I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. They will basically go into a playoff in November and they will take up the two-legged playoff, by the way. And they will take up the last three uh, places. Martin, good morning to you. Uh, you it's just come out. You have got Jim Crawford's reaction. Nick's favourite manager of all time. The wonderful Jim Crawford. Fabulous manager, Martin, isn't he, really? Yeah, I'm a fan of Jim Crawford. I, I know what he tries to... I know what Nick tries to do and wind, him, wind it all up. And, and Yeah. But well, we love Jim Crawford. Yeah, we do, we do. Um, yeah, so Jim Crawford's reaction, hot off the press. We've seen exciting games coming up against quality opposition. And my staff and I can't wait to test ourselves against some of the top... European nations, Italy, Norway and Turkey have great international pedigree and Latvia and San Marino will be a new test for us. Qualification for the under-21 European Championship is always a challenge and this is a challenge we're looking forward to. These games will be a great opportunity for players to develop and prepare for senior international football. I look forward to working with them as they will be a new generation of under-21 internationals. That is very much what Jim Crawford feels about his role at the FAI and what his job and what his job entails basically he is fully committed to kind of the the FAI plan now that's in place with Stephen Kenny uh developing players for the future for the senior squad if you think back to our last qualifying campaign lost out very narrowly in the playoff to Israel um for the tournament that's actually taking place in 2023 in June um you know we, we came very close to that and he could have probably taken some of the players who are actually playing for the senior squad into our under-21 panel and make us more competitive. But he didn't do that because I think he sees that his role uh, is to put play- make players available for the senior squad. And in Gavin Bazunu, uh, Evan Bergson, even if you want to look at him um, now, you know they're all el- eligible for the under-21s, but they're playing at the senior level. And that is going to cost us in our, you know, in our efforts to qualify for the under-21 games um, because they're eligible for the under-21s, mm. but they're actually 
progress so well and develop so well that they're going to be playing senior football. Well, that, well, that's the plan, isn't it? But I mean, I, I, I think the argument could be made that in recent months with the senior team, there's been a bit of a logjam with uh, young players going through where he seems to be harking back to the older players, i.e. Jeff Hendrick. Hmm. Um, but we're not talking about the senior team. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other rant for another day. As much, but no, no. I mean that that is the uh, that is the mantra, isn't it? That is basically what the under twenty ones are supposed to do. A fully functioning under twenty ones will feed into the senior team. Is what we're hoping for, anyway. And hopefully, all marry together in a lovely big team. <laughs> yeah. yeah also, I mean, look, it's a very tricky uh, opposition in this draw. It's not a, not an easy draw at no. all. Um, one of the factors I think that comes into play is that the Euros. The campaign sadly we didn't qualify for so i know this can be quite confusing euro 2023 starts on the 21st of june in mm-hmm. romania um now we're not in it but norway are in it and they're in our group now for the 2025 qualifiers and obviously italy are there as well when we played italy in the last three under 20 21 qualifying campaigns they finished top in every one of those groups we expect that of italy a very you know accomplished football footballing nation so that's what we are taking um, taking on. You know, even Norway, they qualify for the Euros ahead of Croatia and Finland, and they won eight games from their last 10 matches at that level to qualify, which probably was unexpected. You think of Norway and you think, obviously, of Erling Haaland, but underage are doing quite well as well. And that, that's what we've really got to aspire to, to do now. Um, I think even with our, our squad, what's also confusing for a lot of Irish fans, in a sense, is when you're looking at the Irish team, and who's eligible now? You know, some of the lads have moved on from the last campaign when sadly we didn't qualify for the under 21s. Um, that's taken place in 2023. We've got a new crop coming in now. So he's working with lots of young lads. Some of them will be under 19s actually coming up now. So, like Sir Boson Lowell, he's going to be highly rated. Um, spoke to some uh, Irish FAI people, scouts about him, really highly rated. I think he got one of the award recently, he made his Celtic debut as well. So, we've got some really exciting players coming into this squad. Um, and, and I'm hoping that, you know, on March 22nd, we're playing at Turner's Cross in a friendly against Iceland. That actually is the first game of the new crop coming together. Um, but we may well have a game. These games haven't been confirmed yet, the fixtures. But we may well have a qualifying game um, in that in that international window as well for this for the qualifiers for the 2025 Euros. All very confusing with dates. Um, I'm hoping as well that... These games, when we know the dates as well, like there will be tickets available, obviously, to watch the home games, probably playing in. And it's great they went down to Turner's Cross, bringing it around Ireland as a nation. Uh, probably most of our games will be in Tala, you would expect, just easily, easier infrastructure, travel and things. Um, but yeah, be, it'll be a key time to see right international windows when they're playing. Um, and even on our last O-Big, and um, we had on the transfer show the other day, myself and Nick, we spoke about some of the under-21 players who are eligible for us mm. who have recently moved as well. So hopefully if they're getting first-team games at the levels they've moved, moved to now, they're going to definitely be in Jim Crawford's thoughts. Yeah, just uh, just going back to the fixtures there, you were saying, um, yeah, we're playing Iceland, aren't we, down at Cork, Turner's Cross on the 22nd. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's... The same day we play Latvia, or do we play Latvia in the twenty? No, we play Latvia on the the twenty second. I'm pretty sure. Is it twenty second? Yeah. Okay, I'll go with your your wisdom on that. Yes, it is. Yes, sorry, it is. Yeah, 
Yeah, so they're playing in yeah, they're playing in court night we play in play Latvia at home. So that will be an interesting one as well because we would hope obviously not to focus this on obviously the senior team, but some of the players again will be eligible for the under 21s. You know, if someone perhaps had a star star in performance for the under 21s, would they kind of come into the that, flip between squads? That is something that does happen sometimes. Yeah, no, I mean it does, but Here's the thing, though, I'm, I'm what that always kind of gets me going is that under 21s, like, is they're, they're trying to develop the game UEFA, you know, they're trying to get more interest in the under 21s and you know, trying to make money and all this kind of stuff and bring the game forward at all levels. But yet, like, here you have the under 21s down in Cork, and you know, no one's really going to go to that unless you live in Cork. And that is going to be a midweek game. So I'd imagine that's going to be on at the same time as the, the senior team. Yeah. Because it's it's not on a Saturday. It's on a Wednesday. It's kind of like, this is what annoys me. Like, you'd kind of hope that they would release, they would do it all at the same time. You know, they would have the draw for the under-21s at the same time as the, the seniors. So you can sort of marry... You know, for example, right, we, we travel over to the games. You'd love to be able to factor in the under-21s games, wouldn't you, when you're going over? That that used to be the case on our travels. Um, when we used to, the the, the senior yeah. draw and the and the under-21 draw used to mirror each other. So basically, when Ireland were drawn against Cyprus, the under-21 game team would also have Cyprus. And they used to play it yeah. the night before. So it's fantastic, actually, because the lads, a lot of the travelling Irish fans would go over the night before, yeah. taking the under-21 game. You'd always see the under-21 lads at the senior game as well. But it created a real bond between the fans and also more the teams as well because you, you get to meet an under-21 player that you're going upwards and you're thinking, that's where I want to be. I want to be playing tomorrow night, not tonight. And we had some fantastic days. I remember being at Cyprus away, um, watching Don Gibbons, our under-21 manager then, uh, sitting in his deck chair, getting more <laughs> sun than us than we did on our, on our holiday that time. Um, watching the game, Willow Flood, I remember playing there. And a the young Aidan McGeady, I think, was in that squad as well. Um, yeah. really good good kind of side to watch and get behind them. And that made an awful lot of difference to, to the lads, I think, in some of the results we got. Um, yeah. But they put they did away with that. And, and I think it's a big loss to the under-21s that they did that because, you know, they don't have the fan following support then. Um, and again, this is, like you just said there, I actually hadn't realised that, getting confused with all my holiday dates and things. But yeah, the 22nd, it's a shame now that Turner's Cross is the venue for that game in, in the sense that it's clashing. like Not a problem with Turner's Cross, but more that it's going to be the same night as the senior game. You're thinking, that's a bit at odds in what we're trying to do it's, here and, and bring us together. It's a friendly. You would have thought they could have had a little bit of movement. On I that. mean, that's not even a UEFA thing. That That's a... I'd imagine that's an FEI thing. I mean... It would probably be an international window thing, I would say, though. That's all. But when the team's yeah. players release from clubs, it could be tied in with that. No, so, that FAI bashing, Dave. <laughs> never <laughs> uh no i mean it, it is very disappointing because I, even the the playoff the the one against israel the the second leg which went to penalties was the same was going on at the same time as the armenia game yeah. in aviva and it's like yeah sorry lansdowne and it's like <laughs> you, you know on one hand i was sitting there in the media box i don't know any media lanyards on but it should really <laughs> um you know, and I'm I've got the match on in front of me, but I'm also on the laptop. I'm watching it on the RT player, the the under twenty ones game. It's just it's so stupid, it really is. And yeah, 
I think as well, it's the bond with the players and the fans. Because if you're, you know, if you're at the under-21s game, you have a bit more access to to the under-21s players, I'd imagine. And as you grow with them, don't you? And you get to know them. And then when they become senior players, it's a bit more of a bond. Yeah, really silly stuff there. Sorry, I've gone off on a tangent there. But, but, I mean, Ireland... It's they have a real chance here. It's not the easiest of groups, but you you would imagine. Obviously, I, I think it's fair to say Italy are going to get top spot. They've always had top spot. I think this is the third time in a row we've mm. had Italy, and they've always had the top spot there. But you know, it, it's not ridiculous to say that we could be getting the, the better. You know, we, we should be we could be competing with Norway for the second spot. Yeah, I think we've got a yeah, real chance yeah. here. Yeah, and then the, and, and we can automatically qualify if we have a very good campaign. We get good results against Italy. Look, we're aiming to win the group, of course. But if you get good results against Italy and you, you know, they, they win the, and hopefully they take points off Norway fully, and we get results against Norway, yeah, um, and good results against Italy, that should secure the the second spot. And and it could, depending on that, it could be that we qualify automatically. Going into a playoff, then you don't know. But I mean, I think it's a great achievement that we're the second seeds in in the qualifying draw here uh, that shows a lot even though we haven't qualified for the tournament but we are progressing without doubt and i think it's a testament to the work he is doing uh jim crawford and also the under 19 managers as well all coming through it's all this system that stephen kenny spoke about recently at the american irish coaching convention in philadelphia you know they, they really sat down and they said this is what we want to do and it's kind of coming to fruition now and i know we've often speculated with regards to the senior results that Stephen Kenny might fall on his sword there, but actually in the background, he's done a fantastic job because it's a little bit like a director of football job in a sense, when you've yeah. revised all the kind of background chaos and mess. Um, so I'm hoping that he's given time Kenny, because I think we will see more players step up and you know, yeah. the likes of Evan Ferguson now playing. Um, we've got like other good, really, really good players coming through there as well. Like Connor Coventry's recently had a move and, you know, he's going to be a key one. Mark McGuinness as well. I've seen him at the under-21 level before playing alongside Andrew Omadelli. Uh, he's in the senior squad now, but Mark McGuinness is definitely another one to keep an eye on, big, tall centre-back. Um, so we've got some really good, talented players coming through, and I think they're all going to get time now and play, and, and I think we'll we'll see. I'm really looking forward to his campaign, actually, the yeah. under-21s, because you show more interest in it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you, yeah. you tried to show more interest, and then <laughs> your wafer just completely mm. mess everything up with the fixtures. That's a real bugbear of mine. No, no. I mean, as you say, Martin. Really looking forward to this. The progress is there. The the player, you know, we're, we're not we're, we're not here to to bash the drum for the FAI. Um, the progress in the back, the underage levels is most definitely there. It's all getting better. Right. I think we'll leave it there. Uh, I think not. it's quite quite exciting. Just before we do go, I mean, we're probably going to have our new kit on display as well, uh, launched in Turner's Cross. I mean, how more high profile can you get than Turner's Cross for the under twenty ones with the new kit on and um, <laughs> seniors seniors wearing it against Latvia? I mean, that's that's what this is all about. Surely that's what they thought. Let's get our under twenty one game on because the focus of the world and Irish fans around the world will be on Turner's Cross in Cork to see our fantastic new kit. And that's why they probably thought we'll also have that senior game in Dublin. So, you know, we can't let the under-21s get all the credit. Now, uh, I, I have this weird feeling that, like, it, it'll still be um, it'll still be Umbro. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to, the the under-21s will be wearing Umbro still. <laughs> or a mix yeah. of that shit. And the seniors will have the new one. Yeah. 
Oh god, could you imagine now, like if you know when you do announce the new deal, that it's just like it's just Umbro and Jacko Sports again. You're like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just very quickly now, they seem to be. What's going on there? I mean, they 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 <laughs> like I thought they were wrapped up, right? And, and you know, or wound up, I should say, not wrapped up. It's not Christmas, mm. and yet. They're still making shirts for Kerry FC and they're still making shirts for other companies. I thought once you were wrapped up or wound up, Christ. Well, I think it would be Umbro. Umbro would have done a deal now with probably a different distributor. That's what it would have been. Umbro should exist, doesn't it? So they would have given the franchise in a sense or the, uh, as a, you know, their preferred supplier, um, they would have given that to a different distributor. So that's, I think, my understanding of how they can do that because it, it would have, if it had been any other way, uh, with the fall of kind of Jacko Sports, it would have been that all those clubs would have been, been impacted. And I think they were, but, um, you know, you can't, there must be some way kind of legalities and contractual yeah. with the clubs that they can't really lose out because of a company not providing kits in a sense. Um, so that's my diplomatic okay. answer on that. The, <laughs> the only reason why I asked is because I, I was asked and I didn't fully understand why and, I was asked to ask you. I actually genuinely was asked to ask you. Yeah, the, the Kerry kit is lovely. The the new one. Um, it's very similar to a lot of what we've seen before. Are you um, gonna get one? No, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure actually. Too close. I don't, really close. Have, I don't have an allegiance to um, any League of Ireland team recently. Really into it because Kilkenny folded sadly. So yeah, Kenny Carlo, I suppose. It's your closest awesome. club, though, isn't it, Martin? I, I can't, I can't hear, I can't hear you over your, I can't understand you over your Kilkenny drawl, um, over there. Uh, but anyway, listen, we're gonna leave it there. Thank you very much for listening. Um, do continue, please, to support the podcast. We do appreciate your support. You can follow us on our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our Twitter, our YouTube channel, which hopefully you're listening to this on. And if not, and also go on to the greenmachinepodcast.com. Uh, we will be back. We are starting a brand new series coming up very soon uh, called This Week Back in the Day. It's a little teaser there for you, Martin. A bit more on that, actually, in, in the coming weeks, but very, very exciting stuff. And also, we do have our live show every Sunday at 9.30 on YouTube and Facebook. We're going to leave it there. Thank you very much for listening. All the best. All right.